This podcast contains adult language. Starting now. Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of All the World's a Cage, the podcast that delves deep into Nicolas Cage's rapturous filmography, one movie at a time. But this isn't just a podcast, folks. It's an invitation. Come along with us to sunny Los Angeles. Close your eyes and bask in the celestial music of the heavens. Stand in lots of cool places, like the front of the Hollywood sign for no discernible reason. See the guy from NYPD Blue's ass, like <laughs> twice. Watch Nick Cage, watch Meg Ryan take a bath. This week, we watch the 1998 romantic fantasy drama City of Angels, starring Nick Cage and Meg Ryan. So, just jumping right into it here, what did you guys think of this movie? <laughs> are we are we really comfortable calling this movie a romance? Cuz it's 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 so weird. <laughs> it's like when you're it's like it's like watching uh, what is that you again? <laughs> yes i had the same thought well i the, actually my thought of like first off the bat i was just like wow everybody's acting like it's like angel but like not city of angels angel the like buffy spinoff and i was like okay cool it's like celestial <laughs> beings but no yeah. yep. demons no demons and i'm so so used used to like just hear like seeing nick cage be like you know ghost rider or some sort of drive angry mm -hmm. but yet mm -hmm. whew, yeah this was weird oh, <laughs> this he's was so fucking he's weird. so yeah. much creepier as an angel but he dresses like he, angel yeah. he every time it would like cut to a different angle and he's just standing in the room i kept shouting like god oh, no dude. why i shout I just yeah. shouted at my TV so many times while I was watching this movie. He activated my fight or flight response just watching this movie every time he was on. I mean, we we are literally on the heels of watching Amos and Andrew, a movie where he plays a legitimate like creep. And he is so much creepier in this movie. And he's a literal angel. Yeah, I. I was absolutely blown away, especially because this movie kind of crushed it at the box office. I saw that. Yeah, two hundred million off a off a budget of fifty five. Um, I mean, okay, so can we just take a minute before we get into this movie to talk about angel stuff in the nineties? Yes, because I thought I was like we were so into that. Yeah, I had kind of forgotten about this phenomenon. Uh going into this movie and then you know in watching it and thinking over stuff i was like there was like so much angel stuff in the 90s so i i've got a little list here we <laughs> I have one too okay uh, go. angels in america uh debuted oh, in, in 1991 and uh, mm -hmm. 1993 was its broadway debut uh the the television series touched by an angel mm -hmm. was yep. from 1994 mm -hmm. to 2003 so that's what? nine seasons with 211 episodes. How can you make that episode the one episode that that show is that many times? I, I, 
I, I can't. I mean, you know, we were all young in the 90s, but like, yeah. oh, my God, like, I just can't believe it ran until 2003. Jesus. Super wild. Wow. Yeah. So then we had Angels in the Outfield in yep. 1994. Go Crabs. Yep. Go Crabs. Uh, Michael in 1996, yep. starring John Travolta. <laughs> also, 96, we have The Preacher's Wife. I have not seen that one. I, I have not seen that one either. That that was a new one for me. And I have another one that was a, a new one for me I had not heard of before. Uh, this television sitcom Teen Angel. <laughs> what? It's about a teenager <laughs> who chokes to death on a hamburger <laughs> and then comes back to be his best friend's guardian angel. So um, that one ran for 17 episodes and I'm going to find them and I'm going to watch oh, them. Oh, we, we absolutely have to. He's a teenage angel? Yeah, teen. It's just called Teen Angel. Teen Angel. Well, I mean, Teen Wolf was pretty successful, so. Yeah, there's it's some. Facto, there's some you had your Teen Dracula, it. your Teen Swamp Man, uh, you had your Teen <laughs> Titans. Uh, Why did where where was Teen Swamp Man? I think only one of those is real, but no, um, we had the we had the Teen yeah. Vampires. Teen Angel. We've had that a couple times. Well, yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, that's called Vampire Yeah, Brains. and Twilight and a hundred <laughs> other things, I think. Oh, man. Yeah, where, yeah, that's a good point, Sean. Where's our uh, Teen Swamp thing? Yeah, fuck. I mean, like, sexy... Sex, sorry. A sexy six-pack <laughs> swamp man. I'm sorry. That was a tongue I'm twister right there. Uh, let's, see what, let's see what Taylor Lautner's sexy doing. Sexy six-pack swamp um, man. Oh, <laughs> I, do, I did have one that you did not include on your list, Jeff. Is it dogma? <laughs> no, damn, it should have been. Okay, that you got me there. No, I it forgot was, about that one. I forgot about that one too. It was uh, a movie I, that I think is a sequel to Angels in the Outfield, Angels in the End Zone. Oh my God! Yeah, but football this time. It's I've been guessing that's the thing. Yeah, so Airbud was pretty popular. Yeah, <laughs> and Airbud. <laughs> What if we did like a touched by an Airbud thing? That's kind of what we're doing. Oh, man, yeah. So this movie just ha nothing but question. I have, I have so many questions. About yeah, this let's movie. let's let's get into it. Um, let me just um, before we begin though, if you if you've never seen this movie, here's the brief synopsis. It is it stars Nick Cage as an angel in Los Angeles. Uh, he hangs out with other angels and he watches people die. And um, Meg Ryan is a heart surgeon that he sees and falls in love with. But they can't have a relationship because he is, you know, vaguely not corporeal, I guess. So he has to become mortal in order for them to be together. That's pretty much what the movie is. Uh, and he spends a lot of time hanging out with a bunch of other angels. And that's kind of how we're introduced to him. Yeah. he. The movie opens up with what i thought was pretty distressing is a kid dying yeah movie opens on some straight up child death i um, know fresh like we haven't seen this kind of energy in a nick cage movie since face off yeah i mean the, there you go i mean he you know this comes hot off the heels of face off so you know maybe oh, yeah. director it was the brad, movie right before this yeah brad Silverling wow. saw that one and was just like damn Child death set set that one off like a fucking firework. Let's light this puppy up too. <laughs> Some child death. Yeah. Into the silo. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Launch this movie into the heavens. Um, 
Oh, that's harsh. And I mean, so much good wordplay. So, but, like, and I, I was reading the, the Wikipedia article about this when I was doing my plot synopsis, just so I could make sure I had everything yeah. kind of encapsulated. And it, it opens up with what I think is an incorrect first sentence, which is Seth is one of many angels who watch over humans and protect them in unseen ways. Nope. That's not true. Definitely wrong. He does. There's no. They watch people. They're everywhere. There is one scene where that happens. They. Like, what is really, it? Really, like a well one, like where it's it's. <laughs> okay, I I'm I'm Officer Holt. I forget which. What's his <laughs> yeah, character's Raymond, name? Raymond Raymond Holt. Raymond. Uh, Andre Brower. So I've said it once. From yeah. now on, he will be referred to as Raymond Holt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never seen him in anything else. So I'm like. <laughs> I just know him as Raymond. Yeah, it's that's the main. Jarring. That's the main thing I know him from too. So this was yeah. definitely weird. Uh, and he looks so much younger, honestly. But yeah. Uh, I, okay, so there's a scene where they're in the gas station, and uh, mm-hmm. there's like yeah. a confrontation. Somebody is like trying to rob the gas station clerk. Yes. And he's got the gun, and he's like, "Give me the money!" And then they both, from both sides, there's two angels. So it's like, if I mean. If, like, he was just touching the, like, you know, guy with the gun, maybe he would have not shot him. I don't know. But there was two angels. They both mm-hmm. touch both gentlemen in their interaction of crime. And, um, yeah, they both take off. Like, there's, like, a split second where it's, like, he could have just pulled that trigger and gotten the money. But he didn't. Yeah. Which yeah, is but... a good call because that makes your crime so much, like, yeah. less... Bad. That adds like, a lot of time to your sentence. Yeah, here's here's some free legal advice for all of our listeners. <laughs> if you're ever gonna rob a gas station, just don't put bullets in the gun. Just don't. Just don't do it. Don't kill anybody. Terrible idea. Also, in general, just don't. Don't rob anybody. Yeah, no, don't, don't rob um, things. That's the main takeaway from, uh, or actually, just uh, I guess well, I'm gonna say it here now. Uh, stance of, uh, you know, I forgot what of our podcast was called, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> insert name here and then uh don't rob people yes there you go but if you do i don't want to continue this because this is dicey in a legal we're gonna sense cl- we're gonna clip all this stuff anyway. we're gonna get cutting room sued um <laughs> so anyway this is a movie where the angels just like to watch yeah that's pretty much what they do <laughs> they just like hang out and watch people and the only thing they really seem to do is read books over your yeah. shoulder, creepily, Do in they? the library. Yep. I'm sorry. Here's my fucking question. This was the one I've been asking people all fucking week. Can <laughs> including, including people angels who seen the movie. read? <laughs> can angels read? I don't fucking know. They can speak. No, they, they can't. can't. speak every language. They can read minds. They can't read a fucking paper. <laughs> so what they have to do is they have to find somebody who's reading a book. And just read that person's mind. Yes. That's yeah, how they okay. read. That would be oh how they read, God. right? I, I like to imagine that you are asking this question, like, with no context. No. Yo, I, that's exactly how I did it to all my uh, coworkers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what, what context could you really provide? <laughs> have you ever seen Have you ever seen City of Angels? Probably not. No, uh. <laughs> no, no. no. I just like, I'm just like, hmm, I got a question. Hmm. Do you think angels can read? And most of the time... They fucking said no. <laughs> like, what? I only had two people say, 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they could read. I think they can probably read. And then everybody else, which was six other people, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Why would they? So straw poll. Why would they need to? That's, that's like, enough. Damn. So Six do you guys no think votes. they could read? I mean, I've already Damn. given you my opinion. He talks a couple times about, um, or once, I, I think, about how Hemingway describes food. So I think it's implied that he does, but we never see him do it. So there's a line that uh, started this whole thing. Okay. Okay. And it is when Seth says to Holt, like this is Seth is Nick yeah, Cage, Nick Cage says yeah. to Andre Brower <laughs> <laughs> says, what would you do if you were human for a day? And he's like, I'd read the newspaper. And I was like, but you could fucking do that mm. anytime. You have literally all eternity. In fact, like you could yeah. you could do so many other things, but like read a newspaper. So I thought I thought, okay, yeah, well. Is it because he can't pick it up? But we've seen him pick up other things. You can yeah. be seen in other times. So they touch yeah. is available to them. Yeah, they manipulate objects, and sometimes they don't. It's a very loose cosmology that is presented in this film. Yeah. It's, it's, it's told to the audience that they are not human, and there are, like, certain things that they kind of can and can't do, like like things that make them distinct from people. Like, they... They can't feel things, so they talk frequently about, like, the wind and water and, and warmth and stuff and not being able to feel it, uh, not being able to taste things, not being able to be hurt. But it's it's played really loose, like, because apparently they can feel things. Um, like, when she cuts him with a knife and he says, I feel it just not like you do, it's never really explained exactly what the rules of the situation are which I was not happy about. And so there's that like old phrase that I've, I've heard before where it's like doing being crazy is like when you do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. Mm -hmm. So is that what he's doing when he smells Meg Ryan's hair? <laughs> <laughs> when she's at the microscope, is that oh, what you're talking God. about? Because he does it more than once yeah. and he can't smell shit. So why does he keep doing it? He just is it because he's he sees that other people do it too. It's because and he, he wants to her, emulate Sean. it. Yeah, he likes the concept of violating her personal space. <laughs> well, I don't uh, think angels understand that concept straight up. We're just not at all skip past that. Yeah, That's not so a thing. They're very much inside of people. You could bubbles be being touched by an angel. Basis. Sorry, you could be being touched by an angel right now, and you don't fucking know it i know yes you guys you guys i'm never gonna be able to masturbate so, again so every time every time yeah, you're like you it's like so creepy they just they're just standing there and they're always standing in like a big clump there's yep. always like fucking 50 of them judging like, your judging your technique yeah <laughs> well they don't know what your technique is because they've only seen it they don't know what it feels like mm. yeah but they all have also seen a bunch of other people do it so they're like that's not how most people do it <laughs> all right i mean if you if it works it works um so yeah he hangs out with a bunch of angels um we should also point out that they look really creepy. They all um, just stand around and dress like Angel from the show Angel. Yeah, they all wear long yeah, black or, or Neo from the Matrix. <laughs> just picture a bunch of Neo from the Matrix, like long black <laughs> trench coat Neo. 
That's what they all look like. And there's a lot of aerial shots of them standing around places. They don't have sunglasses. Well, some of them have Some do have sunglasses. <laughs> I just, I, I, I didn't, I said it. And well, then okay. I was like, wait, no, I am wrong. I wait, remember sunglasses. <laughs> what's with that then? Do their eyes hurt? Is the no. sun too bright? Yeah, I know that because they, they feel. Get, they get fucking horny for the sun. That's true. Yeah, that's they do get horny for the sun. Also, and, okay, yeah. when that beautiful song. When that happened, who else's mind just went straight to like that Monty Python where like the sun, like the clouds part for God to come out and give give the, whole, the quest for the Holy Grail, <laughs> and you see the little angels with the. The trumpets in their butt. Mm-hmm. That is the music I thought I heard. I, I was really hoping for... At least I for... imagined. That was long-winded, but just look up those butt trumpets. Yeah, guys. I was really hoping for, that we would get like a Mufasa god cloud in the sky thing, but no. Um, so at this point, we, we see them in a bunch of various places, like a gas station that gets robbed and a bunch of other places. Uh, at one point, they cut to the interior of an air traffic control tower, and I got really nervous. Oh, oh well, boy. did you not see the harbingers of death just waiting on the runway? There's so, there's a there's bunch so of them. There's so many of them. That was a plane crash for sure. That for sure. Okay, so maybe they did help in that situation, but I don't know. Maybe they were just like. Maybe there's just less of them. Yeah, they were just like. a lot like, of them were there. They were hoping. Anyway. Um, at this point, Nick Cage goes to a hospital to, I guess, collect the soul of a man who dies during heart surgery. And that is when he meets Meg Ryan, who is uh, a cardiothoracic surgeon. She's like a heart surgeon. And she loses the patient and is very, very upset over this. And Nick Cage kind of, at this point, starts to become sort of obsessed with her. It's a weird, like, one-way meet-cute. Because... He sees her and falls in love. She has no idea that he's standing right next to her, staring at her. Uh, well, she is looking like at him throughout that. Uh, like she keeps peering into the corner where he's mm, at. Mm-hmm. And it's not clear that she may see somebody there, but like she's busy. Yeah. So she can't be like, who's the fucking dude in the trench coat? Not in scrubs. She, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true. I mean. No, the thing is, like, okay, so she's like a really talented surgeon is how it's portrayed. She's like a young hotshot surgeon. And I just can't Mm -hmm. take it seriously. The idea that this character would just be like, oh, I wonder what that guy is doing over there. Like, no, No. if like she had actually seen him, she would have been like, yo, what the fuck is this guy doing in my surgical suite? Well, she would have also said. It's also said in the movie where they're like, I can't see you, but I know you're there. Well, yeah. that's the one Ugh. guy who we'll get to. Um, also, yeah, that's the other thing is they're obviously you probably have picked this up from the way we're talking about it. They're invisible. Um, and this is another thing that I had a I disagreed with the Wikipedia summary about, because in here it says that he um, he decides to become visible to her and. I don't think that's true either. I think that it was mm-hmm. like she just happened to see him because of love. Is that what it is? Oh, he makes a choice. He makes yeah. a choice. Well, yeah. I I mean, they talk about how it, uh, you can be seen when you want to. Well, his yeah, his buddy uh, messenger at one point says mm-hmm. or maybe it's Andre Brower. One of them says that they can choose to make 
themselves visible to people. But earlier in the movie, he's talking to Andre Brower. We've got to pick one name. Um, Raymond Holt. He's talking to Raymond Holt and he says, have you ever been seen? And Raymond Holt is like, yeah, one time, like a blind lady in a diner. And it like caught him off guard. He, It's like implied that he didn't know it was going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So okay. I took that to be like people can't see them unless you know some special thing is happening yeah i mean it he acts surprised ish i mean so in the beginning of this movie when when nick cage is still you know in in god's grace or whatever he's still you know a full-fledged angel okay first of all he's super creepy and weird yeah but super like creepy he he plays it very flat and like kind of childlike and yeah and very naive yeah so i like in this scene where she sees him for the first time i i interpreted it as him being surprised but just not in a very you know over the top way i mean just Mm. and you know it takes him off guard a little bit but he's like you know what he doesn't have to be worried about it it's not like (laughs) i guess yeah like what she's just like oh wow huh i mean that's kind of the way the two of them react to a bunch of stuff in the movie that normal people would lose their mind about they're both just kind of like hmm yeah well this whole scene where she finds him for the first time all the shit that he says to her where he's like i'm a visitor i i i'm and then she's like well who are you visiting are you visiting that guy my patient nathaniel messenger and he's like no i'm visiting you and then instead of losing her mind she's just like smiles like it's in a rom-com smile like yes oh i was frothing at the mouth (laughs) like yeah she's he's a crazy person like at one point in the film he tells her i'm a messenger from god and and she's like and she's like hmm does god have a message for me Uh i was like lady you're a doctor (laughs) i know like of anybody you should be able to recognize this person doesn't seem mentally cool and like needs to be reported to somebody. Yeah. He whole the, the whole first half of the movie, he's acting like he just got a concussion or something <laughs> like for yeah. real. He's, he's super out of it, but to be fair, they do kind of establish that she doesn't have great taste in men because the other <sighs> doctor, uh, Colm Fiore. F- first of all, um, I guess uh, we found out that the doctor from Face Off, uh, his de- death must have been fake. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Now he's just working at this hospital. Do you think and that, dating Meg Ryan? Do you think that him and Nick Cage saw each other on set and were like, "Hey, Face Off, right? Yeah, cool. Hey, we were just in a good movie together. We were just in Face Off. <laughs> well, okay. Um, what do you, What do you think about this one? <laughs> But he anyway, he, I, I bring him up because I, I think he's kind of a creep, too. He's like he's yeah. extremely off putting. And I don't know. I mean, he's Meg Ryan's boyfriend, kind of. I mean, that's the problem. OK, so Meg Ryan meets Nick Cage and starts to kind of like fall for him. You know, they start falling for each other, even though she doesn't know he's literally watching her 24 hours a day, which is a pretty obvious imbalance anyway yeah a horrifying nightmare that i will never wake up from yeah mm. it's a, it's oh, oh. Eh. so mm. hey you guys um, gonna watch or are you gonna chip in she 
Meg Ryan is in a relationship with another doctor, but it's like not a big deal. Like she's not really into it. And it doesn't seem to me that they're super close. Like I didn't get the impression that they were a really serious relationship, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, until. Yeah, until later on he proposes to her. But yeah. Um, Yeah, which caught me super off guard. I was like, what is happening with this now? Like I thought it was like a friends with benefits kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I thought up until the point that he fucking just proposes. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, just another super weird thing in a super weird yeah. movie. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think it was that out of the ordinary or weird. I mean, it, like, because all these beats in the movie just come out of like so many just you know just like romantic mm-hmm. like you know not just romantic like comedies like I mean just like slash fiction like it's like these. I've seen this story yeah. before. I don't. I, I. I like. I saw it coming a mile away. Like the death. Holy crap! <laughs> I mean, the first time she rode her bike, I was like, "Fucking, you Spoiler a doctor alert. and you ain't wearing your fucking helmet." Yeah, like, I know. Yes. I know. The hel- I was like yelling at the screen. I was like, "You know better." Well, okay. Yeah. The you helmet. practice on people that have had so much worse injuries. Yeah. Well, just because, like, you know, they. You know, you should know better. You she should, should know, better. know better. I mean, yeah, I you're right, Sean. And that I think that's really the problem with this movie is that like it is it's it's very artsy and like high minded. You know what I mean? It tries to deal with these big concepts like free will and the afterlife and, and destiny and all this stuff. But at the same time, it still feels like it has to hit all of the romantic comedy formula beats so you have I mean, not even you not have even comedy, just the romantic beats. Like yeah, like you yeah. have she's in a relationship with another person, but it's not a good relationship, so she can leave it and go to the real good relationship. You know what I mean? Like it feels like that was just like forced into it. It doesn't even really need to be there. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's just to make it seem like you know he says. But aren't aren't you supposed to be with him? And she's just like, I could never be with him. I didn't love him. And then it's like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. This this movie just makes me. This movie just makes me yearn for a romantic comedy. Like, yeah, Moonstruck, I enjoyed. And although romantic comedies are not my typical wheelhouse, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, at least like that's a formula that I can understand from like a narrative standpoint, this whole sort of genre of just like super dreamy, soft, slow, whispering, caresses and love. I'm just like fucking snooze. Shit is so boring. (laughs) Nothing is happening. Yeah. The, The only conflict is like, is someone or is someone not in love? Which I mean, I, I guess that's true of romantic comedies too, but like, we know the answer I, the whole I, I, time. I just kept waiting, like, okay, when are they going to introduce the demon? When are they going to introduce a badass sword so Saint Nick Cage <laughs> can fucking come in and just, like, hack him to pieces, uh, send him back to hell? Well, oh. yeah, and especially this oh. era of Nick Cage, this is Con Air, The Rock, Face Off. He's, he's Yeah, he's burning up the charts. Like, th- this is, like, yeah. the peak... The peak of his career He's is when putting this movie came asses out. in seats. Mm-hmm. That yes. Nick Cage is hauling some serious like butt 
to seat ratio. <laughs> yeah, BTS. Maybe that, maybe that explains why this fucking stinker made yep. two hundred million. But okay, so this I mean that just goes back to like the whole premise of this movie is how I see it is, yeah it it is an outside yeah the outsider the angel that is just wants to be a part of the human experience. Yeah. And want really wants that, but then. You know, Meg Ryan's just looking for someone who really just deeply loves her as, you know, just like truly, truly cares for her. And that's sweet. But yeah, when it comes to learning that your partner is an angel and that they traverse the like planes of existence and like different realms and you are just mm-hmm. like, well, I don't want to know you if you just don't, if you're not going to love you, love me. And I just want a boy that I can hug. I feel like that was very petty and you I I would be asking so many more questions like is there a heaven or a yeah. hell? Who, yeah. What is God like? What what is happening? Like clearly you can do You're other right. things. So what is the afterlife? Like just what I is it? What like I uh, my mind my mind was racing and well, I was just like why I are you just think about that? worried about whether he likes you and you can hug him? Yeah. Well, I'd be freaking out. God is real and cri- which one was right? Was it <laughs> was, was the Jews did the Jews get it right? Is it I don't know. What is happening? Oh god. I'm Lutheran is I I'm Lutheran. Is that cool? Methodist? What's yeah, the deal? Well, because that's another thing, too, is they kind of imply in the scene where she's showing him the blood under the microscope. And he's like, so you think that's it? Like when this mm-hmm. matter dies, that that's just it. And she's like, well, yeah, I thought that for sh-. like they imply that she was like an atheist or agnostic or something. And then she's like, but I just had mm-hmm. this crisis of conscience. When this di- mm-hmm. guy died on my operating table, and mm-hmm. uh, to me that's a big deal, right? Like yeah. that should be more yeah. a focus of the movie. Her like coming to a reckoning with like her relationship with faith mm-hmm. and religion. It's just not really like uh, she just found out the fucking angels are real, and then like her biggest question <laughs> is like, why would God do this if we can't be together? That's I had not even thought about that, but you're right. Her because he, because the whole spectrum is pain and happiness. Like it's that whole yin yang. But yeah, that just sucks. Like ugh. she he she he tells her that angels are real, and her immediate response is so like we can't date. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it bummed me out. Bye. But yes, what. What you were saying, Jeff? I don't want to see you again. With the microscope, yeah. microscope scene where she's like, "Yeah, um, that's me," and then she's like, says something else where it's like, and all the space in between. And I was like, "Yeah, but like, when you like keep zooming in, that space is like galaxies. So what is happening? Like, I just kept being like, there's so much more to pry into, and you're just worried about whether or not we can date. Boo! Yeah, it's nuts. This, I mean. <laughs> Ultimately, it, it's the same problem that so many bad movies have, which is that it's just trying to do too many things. And so it can't do any of the things it's trying to do well enough. Like what you were talking about, Sean, with him trying to like being an angel who wants to experience being human, that could have been like a major part of the story. Like he's the odd angel who's like really wants to be a human and everybody thinks it's weird. Right. They're like, why do you care? And he's like, I just want to know what like a pear tastes like. Yeah. And then 
what you were saying, Jeff, with like her crisis of conscience, like that should be like 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, I mean, there's a, so much unexplored space here. Like, OK, so at the library, when he's talking to her, this is like the second time that they speak. There's for, for some reason, there's just a million angels. There's always a million angels in the library. They just like to hang out Everywhere. in the library. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he is talking to her. And there's a point at which like all the other angels like approach. OK, so this the scenes in the library are shot in the San Francisco Public Library. It's beautiful, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, in the special features, they talk about why they chose it and stuff from a design mm -hmm. standpoint. It's it's a cool, interesting, yeah. uh, you know, thing. They talk about how, like, the cylindrical shape, like, draws the eye upward, you know, towards the heavens. Yeah, okay. Cool, cool stuff. Yeah. But, but regardless, all the angels sort of approach the central cylinder and are all, like, watching him talk to her and yeah. at that point i was like okay i was this like uh -oh. is, yeah i was like this is scary yeah and interesting all the other angels yeah. are about to like bear their fangs and it's mm -hmm. the same thing sean is saying i just i was like okay here's where the demons are yeah the, the other angels are about to get angry but nope they don't give a shit they're just like what's he doing that's funny huh <laughs> mildly and, and then yeah, it's that's mildly just curious. it. Yeah, they're just mildly curious. I was fully expecting it to be like, like a bad thing, like like he is something he has to hide from the other angels because it's weird, you know. I mean, <laughs> I'm not. I wasn't gonna get into this until later, but there's kind of angels that have fallen don't have a great track record in Christianity, so I kind of thought there was gonna be like a negative implication there. Well, it, I mean, it's shown in uh, uh, the patient. I'm Sipowix. Sipowix, yeah. Um, it's his name in NYPD Blue. <laughs> all right. Well, Sipowix, and we we never use uh, the names that they no. use in the movie. But Sipowix was just chowing down on ice cream, and he's just mm -hmm. like, you know, probably sneaking hamburgers underneath his hospital mm -hmm. bed because you know what? When you've been deprived for eternity of like the sense of smell and touch yeah. and taste yeah you kind of go a little ham wild yeah you boy's gonna love sugar boy's gonna love burgers yeah you, also you can't help but just have pockets full of french fries at this point you know angels yeah, it reminded me of um have you guys seen the episode of futurama where bender becomes a human yeah, yeah. exactly that's what i thought that, yeah <laughs> yeah they um, go to the uh like diner and he's just like they uh this the waiter sets down like three full entrees in front of him and he's like hey actually real quick how's the french toast bring me some french toast too like yeah he's like okay so so at, at this point um it will kind of muddled in what we've been talking about uh nick cage meets a man uh who is one of meg ryan's new patients uh, he has an upcoming heart surgery his name is uh something messenger nathaniel messenger i think yeah nathaniel messenger which Mes is messenger yeah which is a little on the nose there a little a little on the a little ham-fisted there because because uh, it's it, in just in case i guess if you haven't watched this movie or if you didn't catch the line it's when she asks Nick Cage what he does for a living. He's like, I'm a messenger. I Oh, yeah, he's a messenger for God. We talked about this already. Yeah. So he meets him and it is revealed that he and he's played by Sipowicz from NYPD Blue, uh, Dennis uh, Ferris. I'm going to get it right. One sec. Uh, 
Dennis Franz. Yeah. Atta boy. Yeah, he's he's who I thought was pretty good in this. But um Yeah, he was. He reveals to Nick Cage, who is there, that one, he can see him. And uh two, that the reason he can see him is because he is a former angel. Because he can't he can't actually see him. He he says Well yeah, I, can, I know you're there. He knows he's I can there. Sense you. Yeah. And then he's like, Oh, I'll let you see me then. Okay, so maybe he can let people see him. God damn. Yes, he can. Yeah, he, it's a rule. They said. So Hulk, okay, Hulk so says it when you can, you can you can be seen when you want to, and he's like, no, but I mean, when you when you yeah. you're just stalking around like a normal creep, like a normal creep, <laughs> well, <laughs> like a normal yeah. creep angel. Well, maybe maybe that's the thing is they so they can choose to mm-hmm. show themselves but in this instance he didn't mm-hmm. she she could see him anyway and nick cage didn't know about that rule not yet yeah and, he and had to ask about it until andre until ray holt told him yeah mm-hmm. until esteemed captain raymond holt oh, <laughs> sorry and, captain raymond holt i should so, say and and also like he's i mean he's just like standing out in the hallway looking at messenger through the little window in the door it's like Bro, you're invisible. You, you've shown a propensity for just getting in there. You just go You in. don't really seem to care about personal space, which is fine. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. No one can see or. Yeah. So anyway, um, uh, Sipowicz is uh, about to undergo heart surgery, but he can't stop eating food, um, which, by the way, don't eat before surgery. When they tell you not to do that, don't do that. Yeah, uh, not even it, Ben and Jerry's. Not even I ben know and they Jerry's. put a lot of candy in there. It's but. not like a suggestion. It's because they're under anesthesia. You can throw up food and then inhale it. Um, mm-hmm. It's bad. Don't do it anyway. Uh, yeah. Aspirating melted yes. ice cream is not how I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> so he meets uh, Sipwicks. And then uh, after Sipwicks undergoes surgery, he the two chat for a minute and then immediately leave and go to a local diner where he pounds like four plates of food after heart surgery. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go to the ocean. Yeah. Or before heart <laughs> surgery. I don't even know. Was it like, did he even do the surgery? Yeah. yeah no, this is after okay. the surgery. Cause when he goes into the ocean, yeah. he's just got a giant scar on his chest, which like yeah. scarification he, don't work like that. You're he was fucking open yes. like an ice box, like less than 24 hours earlier. And he's just like, he's we in get the into this surf. Bay. We get into this salt water. Well, can I just say he's probably not scared because he well, knows where he's going. I was going to get into that. Yeah, but he's got yeah. like a wife that he loves. And stuff. oh, yeah. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Oh, my God. I mean, for a guy that loves life, I mean, he loves just inhaling fucking yeah. ice cream and sausages yeah you get yeah. the impression <laughs> like, I, I love I my mean, wife hey. but i love hoagies too <laughs> hoagies was yeah my first he's love. he's very much like a hedonist he's like just living yes, as exactly. hard as he can <laughs> yeah you guys i'm making that canon in my head that like he meets his wife at some point but like <laughs> The reason that he chose to fall from grace is that he just like saw a pile of pancakes and was like, boy, that sticky syrup looks real good. I want to know what that's like. I'd really rather it be like a sandwich. Yeah, a guy. Just a a sandwich. Like, he's just like, damn, 
That yeah. hot chicken looks good. Yeah. A guy, a like, guy died like, in line. Wait, you can get double cheese? Uh, sign me up. I want to fall from grace. <laughs> <laughs> Call God. I'm done. <laughs> you just have to want to not be an angel anymore. And then God's like, fucking boot. Fucking flick. You're off the cloud now. Yeah. And then you just like. Fucking, or actually, you have to throw yourself off a building because God doesn't even have the time. (laughs) Yeah, you you gotta file the paperwork yourself on this one. Yes! I I wanna know. (laughs) The paperwork! But what I wanna know is why doesn't this happen more often? Because I I have to assume you guys will agree with me on this. The reality that they lay out for an angel's day to day existence is excruciatingly grim. It's torture. It's menial nothingness with hardly even a purpose. Okay, can we just define it real quick? Uh, They shepherd souls from our plane to whatever other existence they have. But they have a big book where they ask you, well, what was your favorite thing about being alive? Right. (laughs) And of course, I would put down hoagie and or hot chicken sandwich, but... When my time comes, my time comes. Somebody said that to Sipowix, and he was like, are they really that good? Uh, Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, Okay. And then (laughs) he just started getting obsessed. (laughs) I'm not crazy. (laughs) Yeah, they talk to the people that die. Like, at the beginning, the little girl uh, asks if she can have wings. And and then Nick Cage says that she said, what good are wings if you can't feel the wind on your face? And I was like, no, she bullshit. Didn't. She said that she's like, yeah, eight, dude. no fucking way. It's like when fucking Bull fucking shit. It's like when the girl you went to high school with posts a status on Facebook and, you know, it's like my three year old just asked me, mommy, why don't the cops like, you know, like uh, all, yeah. all the just fucking made up little kid shit. It's like, no, they didn't. They just asked they you to watch Frozen for the third time in a day. <laughs> Yeah, when they're like, don't masks uh, infringe on our constitutional rights to freedom, mommy. <laughs> it's like, no, they didn't fucking say that. Shut up. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> so, but I thought the doctor said that you couldn't breathe with a mask on. Ugh. Why does Mr. Biden hate you, mommy? <laughs> I thought we weren't going to get political with this podcast. You know, we're not. Amos Wearing a Andrew- mask is not a political issue. Exactly. Oh. And also, Amos <laughs> and Andrew broke my mind. So I just oh, I don't care anymore. Okay. Um, well, fine. Okay. Then, yeah. Wear a mask. Black Lives Matter. Fucking deal with it, Chode. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to try and get us back on track. I got it off my chest. <laughs> but I'm going to try and get us back on track here. Yeah. Um, I think next up is this scene that is supposed to be romantic, where... Like most of this movie, it's supposed to be romantic. Um, Nick Cage and Meg Ryan are hanging out at a park. And I thought this was pretty much like peak creepiness. She starts getting kind of frustrated with him because she doesn't know stuff about him, really. Um, And she says, like, why don't you ever touch me? And he says, I don't want to hurt you. Oh, yeah. And then shortly after, he says, you don't have to be afraid. And I was like, dude. Learn to read a red flag, because this dude is waving them over his head constantly. Also, like, he's yeah, just he dressed. knows he knows what is it? It's like semaphore or something. There's like a name for the like flag language that you wave to, to planes. <laughs> he's like he's like frantically signaling like 
He's nope, nope. terrifying, well, dude. Uh, yeah, he's he's giving you all the signals uh, that. Yes. I mean, not to mention, like you've only seen him twice, and he's wearing the same weird black trench coat, mm-hmm. like you saw him before in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. And I just like, I mean, I get it. It's San Francisco. What? what? Wait, no, it, it's L.A. <laughs> it's L.A. Yeah. It, it's L.A. The library is the San Francisco. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. I said it, it earlier. <laughs> well. You gotta travel to get a library. You get to a library. So you gotta go to the yeah. good one. But you don't want to go to that. Yeah, you gotta go to a good one. one. That bad yeah, local I one. I mean, because I mean, of course, when you're reading in a library, you want the architecture to lead your eye to the ceiling yeah. and not at the book. You're trying to fucking read. No, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Los Angeles has a terrible library. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, we the the one library in Los. We Angeles. We also missed a scene earlier. That's kind of important oh, um, where she meets Nick Cage once at the hospital and then later that night is like thinking about him while she takes a bath. And I think it's implied that like she does a little bit more than just, you know, take a bath. And um, yeah, when she's talking about his eyes and the way yeah. they like pierced into her soul, I was and like, this music. is trashy romance novel yep, talk right here. Yep. And, and mm-hmm. the music is very. Sleazy. Um, sleazy. Sleazy is a good word for and, it. And it's not just her in a bathtub. Because he's there too. <laughs> standing. He's like kneeling down like next to her face, just staring at her. Yeah, it's, which is like the kind of the thing on the cover of the movie. Like the like that's where like you see the like him with his face up against hers. Oh, so and weird. I just like I was like, this is that scene? Gross. It's it's disturbing. Because she doesn't know he's there. Even if no. you're masturbating to that person. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's some weird fucking shit. It's it's fucked oh. up, man. It's it's I was pretty unnerved by that scene. Angels would be creepy. This movie okay. makes me want to take a shower, but I'm scared that Andre Brower is gonna be in there with me. <laughs> is but it's okay so i had notes on this scene but i'm like uh, you're good so at (laughs) at this point this is kind of when things start to come to a head um meg ryan's uh boyfriend proposes to her and uh (laughs) and nobody including her or i apparently him really saw it coming it seems like it's a total spur of the moment kind of thing i don't think he had a ring did he he did. Oh, shit. Never I mind. Think, did he? I think, I think he did. He pulled something out. Well, now I'm like, oh, maybe. It was I, don't know, I don't know, buddy. I, I, he was just I like don't think he did. In the mood to do it. Um, just like, hey, you seem like a little distracted. You've been having a tough Here, time. At let work. me. Yeah. I, I mean, I know that. Let's the go last up to Lake Tahoe and get married or whatever. <laughs> I knew the last few surgeries were a little difficult on you, but hey. How about we get hitched? Do you want to <laughs> have a contract with the government that we're going to be together forever? Let's go to Lake Tahoe. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this made uh, what's his nuts uh, proposal in the beginning of Moonstruck seem like extra super romantic in yeah. comparison. Like, I loved I still love his not, proposal in that. Whether or not he ruined his suit. He's wearing a good suit. Danny Ayo. What's he kneeling for? Danny Ayo was the protagonist in that movie. Um, The protagonist. I beg to differ. (laughs) I think opera's were the protagonists in that movie. you know. Agreed. Say 
save it save it for uh you know episode 202 moonstruck revisited yeah we have to start recycling through that that, oh god is that what we're gonna do i'm in hell i'm in hell (laughs) i don't know yeah uh, you guys i did i had like a crisis while i was watching this movie all of the other ones we've watched so far even the really bad ones like even amos and andrew i was just like man this is wild this movie is so offensive and this sucks but i'm gonna record a (laughs) podcast about yeah. it with my buddies it's gonna be it's fun gonna be a good time. i'm like halfway through this movie i was just like i think i made a mistake yeah i was like yeah i don't think i, I don't think i don't think god wants me to be doing this <laughs> like we got a lot of stinkers in the in the lineup coming up there's a lot of not so great movies on deck here ugh. um they can't all be uh, ghost rider 2 so um <laughs> That was one of the better ones. Yeah. They get they get into an argument in Meg Ryan's kitchen. I just wish his motorcycle was chrome. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, you fucking Ed Hardy wearing motherfucker. Hey, so, hey, that shirt lets everybody know in the room that I'm an ass. And I like it that way. And I love that man. Also, ladies, you like this hat? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's called so, peacocking. Try it sometime. It's true. I've heard of that. Um, they get into an argument in Meg Ryan's kitchen and when she kind of starts to confront him about all of the weird stuff about him and things she doesn't know, which is completely justified because it's really fucking weird that she doesn't know things like his last name. And she asks him <laughs> and he glances He in the, in the one really comedic moment in this movie. He glances over her head and goes, plate yeah <laughs> yeah and i really i really wanted there to be a, a a usual suspects moment later when she turns around and sees a plate and is like <gasps> and like drops feel, her mug on the ground I, and is like i feel embarrassed guys i feel really embarrassed because i just got it i just fucking got it right oh. now because <laughs> i looked up his character name in IMDb and in Wikipedia. That's what I thought. I was just like, what do you mean? I could have swore he had a last name. Dear Google, how to submit corrections to IMDb. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god. Yeah. Apparently when I'm Googling angel yeah. names, I don't have the right fucking name. Here's, oh, here's, Jesus. here's one for the goof section on IMDb. Oh, damn, that's a goof that's for go- sure. Yeah, we're going to play that at the Christmas party. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Oh. That's, oh, man. Sean, I, yeah. I really appreciate your honesty in this moment. Yes, you thank you. You brought me so that much was, joy. I, <laughs> you really put yourself on a platter for us there. Thanks, oh, buddy. Oh, man, I just. But yeah, so he says his last name is Plate, and then uh, Meg Ryan stabs him. Yes. Yeah. He cu- well, he cuts his. It, he was chopping vegetables himself, right? Yeah. Yes. Like, so, he, like he's a never toddler. Done it before. Yes. Yep. Yeah. His, yeah. Mm-mm. Bad knife form. But yep. like he like, Evidently. just lops off his his thumb, but it's not like it goes anywhere. It's like still attached. Whoa. Yeah, Holy it shit. it's like you, you tried to stab a hologram. Shit. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like um, the doctor from Voyager. I'm going to cut that. Um, also a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, around season four, he gets the like hollow emitter that allows him to be. Like, I wasn't. You know, yeah, I didn't like whatever. that. What? I was like, it's. Hmm. I loved it. It was great. The 
Voyager, some the Doctor episodes are Doctor and like seven and nine are like the best episodes. Like Agreed. I'll say it. Fucking yes. great. Their relationship is just delightful. Hey, oh, Sean. What sorry, episode? I just, Sean. I just tuned you guys out super hard. Are you talking about Farscape or some shit? Sean. Okay, well, well I love on, Sean, watching Sean. a puppet eat any day of the week. What were the <laughs> what were the worst episodes? Answer together on three, okay? The worst <laughs> the worst character a episodes, boy, ready? One, two, three, Neelix. Uh, Neelix. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I, part of me was just about to say Paris, but I knew you were going uh, Neelix. Yeah, I, I just mean, jumped. I just jumped into the the spring. I'll watch a Paris. I don't watch it. Really? Um, yeah, he's just kind of like he's like he's just too much like what the I would imagine me as the viewer being like. You know, yeah. if, like, if I was more like into like old culture because like I'm from exactly. there, so it's like of well, course that's... I like that. But he thinks it's cool because it's like retro, and I think yeah. that's kind of dumb. But but that's the thing about Star Trek is they always have to constantly reference, boy, this is not good podcast. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, what are you guys doing? Do I need to put on some fucking Goo Goo Dolls again to get you in line? <laughs> Please do. Cue Goo Goo Dolls. And anyway. I don't the world see. We don't have the rights. <laughs> that's that's fair use, I think. That much and no more. <laughs> Or, so or yes, like, they can get we just do a, like Sarah McLaughlin and then we just slow fade into Jeff's face looking so sad? Yeah, hold on. Can we talk about Voyager. Can we talk? <laughs> can we talk about the Sarah McLaughlin song that is on the soundtrack? I okay. When that started playing, did anybody get scared of for that dog? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what's gonna happen? Oh, and then they never fucking look back at the dog again, and I'm like, oh, thank God, he's probably taking a nap. I mean, it just or yeah. what if he's taking and too earlier, good of a nap? What was your favorite? Bacon. Bacon was my favorite. And earlier, her doctor, her doctor boyfriend is like is like hugging him. Her her doctor yeah. boyfriend is like hugging the dog, and then all of a sudden he looks concerned and like grabs its neck and is like, huh? And I was like, oh, come on, man, what? <laughs> yeah, Cage is there because he's like. I'm about to take your dog. Yeah. <laughs> do they do animals? Oh my god! I just thought <laughs> they about can't, this. What, they what? can't. What was what was your favorite thing? Bark. Bacon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I made that joke. Yeah, they can't do because they no, they can't do animals because would they do every animal, every fish? Do you think there's dog angels? Do you think that Nick Cage is like inside a shark's stomach, like looking around at a bunch of like little license plates yeah like license plates <laughs> and like little salmon and is like hey what's up what was your favorite thing yeah you can't talk bubble, bubble. <laughs> yeah. was it they barely can... having a nervous system well, <laughs> was it the water <laughs> i bet oh, i fucking love probably water shit that's pretty so great. they get into an argument here and it is the thing that kind of causes them to break up. It's the it's the romantic comedy beat when they get into an argument and they split up at the end of the second act. Yeah, which was I can't touch a boyfriend or I can't hug my yeah. my man. Or, like, she realizes like, he's an angel. Which... And this scene had one of my biggest movie pet peeves, and it's also something that happened in Face Off. It's a scene in which a woman is freaking out about something for a legitimate reason, like Nick Cage's wife, yeah, fucking crack it, man. Uh, like Nick Cage's <laughs> wife in yeah. Face Off, 
was freaking out about you know her husband's face changing um rightly so and they're like walk like trying to put distance between them and the other person in the scene and the other person in the scene just keeps stalking towards them and closing the distance and telling them to calm down. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, Angels have I no self-control like, over their boundaries. They're just so used to just touching strangers and not like having it to just, hear a problem about ugh, it. Drives me nuts. I fucking hate it. It was rough. That scene and also the scene when the baseball bounces towards her in the dark made me realize that you could easily recut this as a horror movie. And it was actually kind of shot that way at the like yeah. first third of the movie. Cause like when she looks down the hallway, it's like dark. It's you all, know? it's like not like a bright fucking hospital, like outside of an ER room, like you, like where it's fluorescent lights fucking all the way down the hallway. No, it's fucking dark yeah. as fuck because I guess, you know, we got to like keep it spooky. It's, yeah, it's got to be spooky. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. otherwise, how, tension. you know, you yeah, you got to build that tension so that when they do the fifth jump scare of the movie and fucking Nick Cage is just in the frame all of a sudden. <laughs> this, yeah, this is a romantic comedy movie with jump scares. <laughs> Jesus so Christ. that is the impetus for him uh, deciding to fall. Mm -hmm. So he does. He jumps off a building. And, um, and right before, uh, sorry, just before yeah. we leave this part, this is where I had the biggest problem of the movie. Hmm. It is completely, you know, he's an angel or, you know, he's something. He's a ghost. Yeah. He's a gagu. He can, yeah, yeah. he can traverse multiple planes. I, yeah, it's, oh, God damn it. I was just like, and all you are concerned about is like whether or not you can hug. I just exactly. I ah, uh, so petty. It's very petty. I would like. I would like. I just more questions. Like maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe you're just caught up with love. It's fine. I mean, I guess that's what we're supposed to think. Like it's just weird that I mean, again, that anytime a character learns that the supernatural is real, they would go insane or ask a million questions, and it drives me crazy in movies when they just kind of accept it and move on and i mean i get it like we that's not probably a good movie <laughs> meg ryan's sitting down with an angel for an hour and a half and just asking him questions about stuff but it's what i would do yeah well what instead she just breaks breaks up leaves him into falling from grace and then <laughs> what they're just gonna like date you know cook tilapia and watch who wants to be a millionaire i mean like yeah. what what is the fucking end game that they're picturing actually here? when they're together in that um i just was like damn i want like a fruit salad right uh, yeah. <laughs> i was like that looks yeah. good so so he maybe i don't eat enough fruit mm -hmm. god's creations it's like nature's candy eat more fruit kids. eat fruit guys seven servings that's probably not true, but um, he falls off. It's a lot of sugar <laughs> every day. Every day he falls off a uh, skyscraper, um, and lands and wakes up and is immortal. He is a, a okay. human. Yeah. Okay. And, so, and then Ron Swanson and makes fun Nick of him. Offerman is <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. And like I looked it up, it's like his third movie. Yeah. Um. I okay. So right before he fell, yeah, I was I like I like paused it and I was like, holy shit. Okay, so, I mean, it's a love story, so he's going to be, like, human, mm. like, the same age he is now. Mm. So, when you fall from grace, do you get the same amount of years that you would get as if you were born that day? 
Or uh. are you given the body of a mortal that looks just like the angel form of you before you came to this I point? think it's definitely I don't number know. two. I, I just was like, I was just like, so was like that other guy like really like fit? <laughs> And like he just kind of let himself go, angel style, yeah, because like right. it's oh, kind of funny because right? I, you're right. I just was like he couldn't be a baby. It's not like he's gonna be born because for a second I thought that that baby, that the orphan child in the nursery was going to be an angel. Him, yeah. Sip away. Oh my god. Oh. And so I was just like, but then she's not gonna bang a baby. Oh, oh that would have been an <laughs> awesome twist end to this movie if he jumped off of the building you know, ready to like give up his yeah. like immortality to be with her. And then it's just reborn as an infant with no memory of his prior life. I guess that wouldn't really sync up. It's not going to track no. with what we know about. <laughs> Let's Messenger. do the math there. No, unless she oh, is a baby so too. Better, baby doctor. <gasps> oh <laughs> shit. Oh, that's tight. Oh shit. By the okay. way, Sean, to answer your Disney. question though, seriously, it is number two for sure. Um, because messenger is, but although you're right, cause he is kind of, he's like out of shape and it seems like all the angels that you see are like very svelte, very tall, very cool. Well, they're wearing right. those like trench coats, Neo like in the matrix. Like yeah. None of like them are. Yeah. That's just straight up and down. Yeah. Like, very imposing. Look kind of like a cult. So, uh, yeah, he yeah. wakes up covered or like in, a murder of crows. He wakes up covered in blood and immediately runs to her, uh, well, he wakes up and uh, a bunch of construction workers ask if he has anywhere to go. And he grins like a maniac covered in his own blood and goes, Maggie, who's Meg Ryan's character's name. And then he runs to the hospital where she works, uh, looking like a complete psychopath. And then and then talks to another doctor who he uses, says her name. So he's yeah. like, clearly got like, you know, previous knowledge. Yeah. But. Yeah, he he talks to uh, Anne. Uh, this is uh, Meg Ryan's friend. Um, Another uh, yeah. otherwise known otherwise known as uh, Patty Selinsky from Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Huh. Oh. <laughs> okay. I had to look that one up because she had one of those faces where I was just like, OK, this is imprinted deep. I know her from some. <laughs> I know her from a VHS that I've I watched seen, ten million I've times. I've seen her ride a, a giant ant and yeah. use a Cheerios a flotation <laughs> from the old from the old times. <laughs> yeah, from the before form. Yeah. So, or she just looked really big. I don't remember what happened in those movies. By the way, I love that interaction and what it implies because she is like, okay, this guy's crazy because he is like, can you find Maggie? I need to see Maggie. And he's like covered in blood and he's like, don't worry about the blood, it's mine. Uh, and I really liked that because if him and Meg Ryan were going to pursue a relationship, which is what the movie is implying, at some point in the future, Meg Ryan would have to say, hey, Anne, this is my boyfriend. And she would go, you're that crazy dude that showed up at the hospital that one time. Yep. yep. And they'd have to try and explain that situation away somehow. Yeah. Oh, he's just eccentric. <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of a fucking weirdo. Well, it never gets that far. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because when he comes and, like, a long road, like, you know, he hitchhikes, which, I mean, I was surprised he didn't just, like... <laughs> 
end up dying because yeah. like it's like what? he gets mugged yeah he gets his st- shoes taken and like <laughs> yeah what if that trucker yeah. had just killed him i mean he did some very unsafe like kind of traveling practice but he don't know better that's fine okay but when he gets there knock on the door to yeah, Lake Tahoe knock on the door in Lake yep. Tahoe cabin, whatnot. He's covered in. Did you just say Lake? Did you just say Lake, Lake Ta- Tahoe? I've been, I Lake, said no. <laughs> it's been a it's been a rough season for us. Okay, and I've said Taco like a hundred thousand times. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Veto, veto. We're not cool. talking about stupid baseball. Not on the podcast. Veto, veto, veto. So, anyway, that's when Meg Ryan takes Nicholas Cage's virginity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> I didn't think about it. Oh, I thought. Okay, the whole movie up to this point, I kept thinking to myself, like he's acting like a child or someone who's been struck in the head by a blunt object repeatedly. Like he's not, he's not an adult. No, not really. He doesn't. He doesn't experience the world. He, I mean, he. Uh, what am I saying? Not an adult. He's not human. Mm-mm. He's not a sentient mortal well being in sorry. the same way like yeah it's it's weird I'm not trying to shame like Captain Kirk for his like blue lady stuff like those are at least like people those That's, are people okay, he's so not a person He's a person then He's a person then He's a new he, he's a new, He is a new, new person. person He's a brand he new, is a person. Very new person but but the problem there is like okay here's here's the same thing where it's like you get some sort of surgery where you can here for the first time you have to relearn mm-hmm. or you just have to straight up learn yeah what sensations are or what certain things sound like you can't like your brain's trying to decode this shit so during that sex scene they the the line is said tell me what it feels like yeah uh, and he does and uh, do you know what came to my mind <laughs> what i'm so i'm, I'm macaroni in a pot <laughs> <laughs> What was I knew it? it. I knew it. <laughs> He's fucking singing wet ass God. pussy over here. I said macaroni oh, in a pot. Dude, yeah, it's, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Also, <laughs> I this that made me realize just now that if you've never experienced like a feeling before, and one of the first ones you have is sex, it's gonna be mostly downhill after that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, he isn't there. Like after this, they're sitting out on the docks by Lake Tahoe. And he says something to the effect of like, yeah, I always ask everyone what their favorite part was. And like, boy, this was sure it like not really not like an hour ago. Yeah. I mean, not that other thing. Yeah. I, I was just like, I feel like that's what you would get all the time. Like if you're you're on your deathbed. You've lived a full and normal life. You're, you know, you're passing away quietly in yeah. your sleep at the age of 87. And Nick Cage is there leading you into the light. And he's like, hey, what was your favorite part? And you're just like, fucking, dude. <laughs> Obviously, it was fucking. You were probably there. That's everyone's favorite part. You saw. <laughs> I looked right at you and said, this is my favorite part. It's like. So when he's at like the grocery store for the first like first time where it's like, you know, well, mm-hmm. when it's with her and they're on like that like little montage date and he's like grabbing a pear and <laughs> they grab a yeah. of their fruit. I was just like, why don't you grab a peach <laughs> or an apple? Like something I'm sure like mm-hmm. pears 
got some sort of biblical reference to it. No, I don't think so. No, no. I'm not okay. a biblical Apple, scholar. Apples but do. Apples. What, what? I mean, there's like, you know, th- whatever. I'm sure every fruit has been mentioned in the Bible. Yeah. Except for honeydews. They know why. But <laughs> God is not you know, the, cool with those. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not cool with yeah. them. It's like, you give me a fucking, like a, a tray of fruit. And it's like a bunch of honeydew. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here. Give me cantaloupe if you're gonna. Yeah. Do how that. dare you call this yeah. a fruit medley? Ugh. Yeah. Get out of here. They're only they're only there for color. It's 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 like a wet magic eraser. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> but then when he's when he's at the grocery store afterwards, when she's gone, mm-hmm. he's just grabbing handfuls of pears. Yeah, he's just hammering <laughs> pears just into like, his basket as fast as like, possible. Oh, you didn't learn how to like grocery shop. You just got the one thing. <laughs> he, he, I, li- I literally said out loud to the TV, maybe just get one and see if you like it, buddy. He knows he likes it. He's just trying to recreate something that he had more mm-hmm. but with with the woman that he loved. But yeah. she's not there anymore because she refused to wear a fucking helmet or keep her eyes open. Yeah. So on a uh, bicycle on a road. Meg Ryan is so happy about her new burgeoning relationship with uh, Nick Cage that she decides to go for a ride down a mountain on her bike without a helmet and her eyes closed and her arms spread wide open. And if you can't see what's coming next, you should be able to see what's coming next. Yeah. I, well, she, Meg Ryan didn't. But they, <laughs> it was should have kept her eyes open. But the thing is, like, when she... It was a truck full of logs. When she, yeah, she rode her bike earlier in the movie. I was just like, oh, she's going to die in a bike accident. Because I was like, you, you're yep. a doctor and you ain't wearing a helmet. I've said this before yep. in the podcast. I'm sorry. Repeating she, myself. She's weaving in and out of traffic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she yeah. cuts someone off, and I was just like, whoa, poor etiquette. Absolutely. Yeah, I expected, I kind of thought their meet cute was going to be like, she gets hit by a car and is like on the verge of death, and Nick Cage is like, they, that's how they meet, and then she lives, and I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool, but no. Um, she runs into a locking truck and dies, <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Because it's such a, from like a, a, a script, like plot perspective, it's such a blatant manipulative thing to do to your audience, right? Like it doesn't really serve the story. Yeah. It's just a way to make it sad. Yeah. And to like make you cry. I didn't, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, she gets fridged. And, exactly. Oh, yeah, definitely fridged. But, uh, so at this point, um, you have like the the relationship where you have the outsider seen in mm-hmm. wanting what she has. Mm-hmm. She finds well when he joins her way of living uh, as a human or mortal. You you bring it in where she has all this excitement, bringing him the joys of life. Like she's going to relive her childhood of like learning anew by sharing life experiences with Nick Cage. And then you just, yeah, you just rip that away because you know, what is life without a little bit of tragedy and without it? Yeah. Without a little Meg Ryan without, well, apparently without any more Meg Ryan because she gone and she's straight up dead. And it's like, you you would feel so bad, but then at the same time, you know, you're going to see her again. Well, 
or not because they don't explain what happens. Here's my, <laughs> yeah, life. okay. Here's what I was kind of mentioning earlier again, which is that, so she dies and goes to heaven. It's implied. Um, and he is just a mortal. And I was like, well, you know, okay, someday he's going to die and go up to heaven too. But then I was like, well, because again, he's a fallen angel. And I can only think of one other example of that happening in like the entirety of like literature and and uh, religion. Like I can only think of that happening is, one other time. Is it uh, is it Lucifer? It's yeah. It doesn't go super <laughs> well for him. It it does end in hell forever. So I do think that he when he dies, I do think that he is going to go to hell. Is what I'm trying to get to here. Yeah, uh, Jeff. Honestly, that's a to me, it's a fucking better fate than just being in the San Francisco fucking library forever. Well, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff you're you're familiar with the magic verse. Um, is there any flavor text to that like card? Because I remember having that card. Fallen Whoa. Angel. What? Where it's like, is there like, is there a thing that like, oh, more fl- <laughs> is there more backstory to that? I just got that. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, in Magic: The Gathering lore, <laughs> angels uh, are more like aliens, or they're like constructs yeah. created by the planeswalkers. It kind of varies plane to plane, uh, you know. Uh, but I- I'm just gonna be honest with you. I don't really care about the flavor of that game that much. It's, I just like the mechanics. Okay. <laughs> well, is, is it sort of like a Marvel comics, yeah, but- like how Thor is a god, but actually just kind of like an alien? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that, okay. there's there's a lot of that going on in, in Magic. Oh, okay. So what you're describing is a more interesting movie? Yeah. <sighs> I'd be into that. Speaking um, of describing a more interesting movie... Um, Magic the Gathering hits the silver screen. Oh, God. Yeah, well, <laughs> They did some, it to World of Warcraft. Someday. They're doing it yeah. to the Legos. I, yeah, they went super good. Yeah, Netflix has got the rights to something. We'll see how that goes. People oh, really? keep trying to get me to watch the yeah. Dune like trailer, and I'm like, guys, I'm gonna watch the movie. I'm Stop so, trying to get me to. I'm fucking... so fucking stoked for Dune. Are you oh. kidding me? Show me Dune. I've been wanting a Dune I'm movie so since excited. I saw that other Dune just, movie. Just Dune me already. Um, yeah. Me. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and then, hey, hey guys. Yeah. Where, what were you saying, Jeff? Wear a fucking mask so that we can all go see Dune in a movie theater. Yes. <laughs> So no, what, put wear, on your, what is it, wear, your sand wear, wear a mask when you get your fucking, like, apple teeny at fucking TGI Fridays so that I can see Dune in a theater, you fucking scrubs. God damn I, it. I want that on a t-shirt. I, okay, um, um, this also reminds me of, like, an old joke that uh, Josh and I had kicked around uh, years ago where we, mm-hmm. we were like, we love Dune, but we, we also love Marmaduke. What's Marmaduke? Oh, yeah. And then it was like, it was Mar- just like Marmaduke, but in like situations of like Dune scenarios. And it's yeah. like, I don't, I don't, I never, I mean, I, I drew one picture of it. I will post it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I that's forgot, going I forgot on about Marmaduke. Oh, I made a, I made a, I made a, sl- a little, little, little thing like circus. Yeah. Thing, He's the Kwisatz Haderach, but is also just a real stinker. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! So, yeah, um, uh, we're pretty much done <laughs> with this fucking movie. Uh, but oh, well, we didn't finish it, so uh, we. She oh yeah, she she dies. dies. Sure, we did. He cries, and then I was expecting this shot that did not happen. 
But I was expecting when he's crying and staring at her, and then it pans out, and it's like a million angels, like just staring at like what's happening, like you know, like they've been doing, like they've been doing the entire movie, Mm -hmm. just like staring at this oddity that is fucking Seth just just watching shit. I I it was very strange. But instead, no, he just goes to. um, He gets sad. He get yeah. He gets sad, but he goes to the beach where all the other Mm -hmm. angels that he knows would congregate congregate mm-hmm. and then uh watch the sunrise yeah and listen to music which i think is implied well it's they hear the, the sun okay when you're an angel you see the sunrise and you yeah. hear its music mm-hmm. yet again butt trumpets but yeah it's, it's <laughs> like, supposed to be some kind of celestial thing yeah and and it's like you can't hear it but you know what you can do you can go for a swim yeah Drop those trousers. end of the movie um, see again just so many wasted opportunities here where if they yeah. would have developed an actual relationship between them where they shared their lives with each other, oh, well, he yeah. could have, like, brought a boombox with, like, Jimi Hendrix on it, you know? Or, yeah. like, this was her favorite okay, song, and I'm going to listen to it while I take a swim because I love life and I'm confident in the decision that I made. But, no, it's like, I don't know. This movie just sucked. I wasn't into it. Also, yeah, the... Uh, at the at the end, you do see uh, Raymond Holt smile, which was strange to see. I know. <laughs> yeah, that was jarring. Um, Peralta. I also forgot to mention that when she gets into the accident and is laying on the ground dying, she didn't look like she's hurt all that bad. No, because if you hurt her too bad, because if it was an actual injury coming off of yeah. a bike and your your head was fucked up. You don't yeah. talk. You don't right. have a moment where you look into each other's eyes and you say, "Yeah, I think it was worth it." Just so I could yeah, jump you can't face. do that if she's like, no, yeah, no, all if messed she, up. If her if her neck is broken, she ain't talking to you, yeah, dog. Whatever was going on uh, underneath that like trucker's flannel that he draped over her torso must have been real nasty. Because yeah, yeah, her face is like, fine. Yeah. Death by a million splinters, man. I so <laughs> right into the log. I, <laughs> <laughs> really, really just one really big splinter, actually. Oh, yeah, that's a log at that point. It's called a log. Um, <laughs> you guys ever seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil? <laughs> yes. So oh, There's I, a lot uh, of log murder in that. <laughs> I have a new segment that I would like to introduce at this point. Uh, and we never tried it before, but I want to see how it goes. It's pretty simple and hopefully pretty short. It just goes, uh, well, it's just called this. Oh, how is Nick Cage in that? So, uh, <laughs> I just want to talk really quick. I think that we should always do a quick summary of just how was Nick Cage in that. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess, how do you guys think he did in this movie? I don't think he did very good. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, he gives two pretty distinct performances in it. Uh, mm-hmm. His characterization changes pretty drastically after he chooses to fall. And, uh, you know, so in a very level one acting sense, he 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 did that. He differentiated the two parts mm-hmm. of his performance. But, uh, yeah, not 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 great. Not great for me. I mean, he, you know, is acting like a child, basically, in the beginning of the movie. And, mm-hmm. and that's not just me. You know, that was my interpretation of it. But I'm. Now saying in the behind the scenes featurette that I watched, he talks about how he was intentionally adopting the characterizations of a child, except he didn't. 
He no. just became a he just became a fucking weird creep. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't think that like, I think that his character was too naive and too like alien and um, like you said, childish. I think that if he had been a little bit more human and like just a little bit more kind of charming, I think that would have helped a lot. Not even necessarily in the way he talked, like his lines. But just in like the way he acted, if he'd been like just a little bit less like weird, yeah, <laughs> I think it would have helped smooth a lot of the bumps in this movie out. His his character is just so um, flat, which is like stupid yeah. because this is a movie that should be about Meg Ryan, but really isn't. Like she ends up being more yeah. of a set dressing than anything else, which you know that's fucked up. But well, I'm just calling it like I see it. Like it's about. Because, again, is all these things we've talked about, like her changing her view on theology partway through the movie. It's nothing. It's not explored. She doesn't really grow or change mm-hmm. in any meaningful way. It's a movie about his character, which is also just nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, you know, he his character goes through like several like little changes. I mean, they're big to him, but uh it, it's it's the he's he views it he becomes part of it and then he loses it so it's like you know then you hit like several big emotions you get like uh, envy and then like you get happiness and you get sad or whatever and mm-hmm. yeah with Meg Ryan there like she yeah it would have been probably more interesting if she was like more doubtful about like the idea that there could be something else to life yeah or afterlife or even yeah i thought she was i thought she was great but like yeah. you know she she's not ever like really struggling with that because she seemed pretty open to it when she's confronted with something that's really strange and that's in its own right yeah. it's like okay well let's just move past it because it's not we're not going to focus that much on that theory anyways so whatever yeah I think she I think it would have been better if she had been like a hardcore. Yeah. Like science is the religion, like atheist, like hardcore. Yeah. But she never fought that. Like she never she never says anything that makes you think that. And then when she is confronted with it, it is just all right. Sure. Cool. And then will you be my boyfriend? Will you be my boyfriend? (laughs) Like, I mean, that's the problem is she doesn't she doesn't start far enough away from where she ends. That's the problem. Well, like she, she needed to be, like, like if the movie's gonna be about her um, crisis of faith, she should be, not where she starts. In the movie, she is just kind of like, I don't know, maybe, but she should be like, no, like they're like not religious, period. Or you know, if it's gonna be about her relationship um, with the other doctor, right, and leaving him for the angel, it should be like a serious relationship mm-hmm. not like a, i don't know or or he could have been out. that model or the the viewpoint where it's like she's with him but he believes this yeah. a, a, like you know he's science yeah. is it but yeah then, i mean he, yeah, it's not even that. Exactly. he's just into it well he he has the line where he's like you're not going to become one of those doctors that prays before they operate are yep. you so yeah. it's like again right. they kind of introduce mm-hmm. these things but not never explore meaningfully it. like yeah 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 yeah, so it just doesn't give her enough room to change. And so, like, I mean, I mean, this goes back. Uh, I, I'm pretty far away from the question now that you had asked, but 
Yeah, we uh, got way, we got far away from. I'm sorry. Uh, just going back to it, I just think it's like, yeah, he was playing a child. I saw that. Mm-hmm. I I saw yeah. him like do those mannerisms where it's just like, yeah, you're like curious about something that you really just don't like you haven't seen before, and that's fine. But at the same time. You're supposed to be a wealth of knowledge and a celestial being mm-hmm. that hangs out in libraries, yeah. which begs the question, can you fucking read? Like, <laughs> because, like, he gives her a book and she's like, where'd this come from? Oh, it came from this library. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's weird. I don't know why it would be there because uh, like, I tried to give it back to my boyfriend. And that's like, it didn't, like, it's not mine. <laughs> why would you think that's mine? Okay, well... Then that adds you like, OK, so they do read. They can read, but they can't they can't pick up books, but they can pick up books. Yeah. So you could read a newspaper. What the fuck? And they're immortal. Sorry. So sh- shouldn't he not be an idiot? You have read everything already. Why would you not know what this is? Yeah. The only thing you don't know is the experience of fucking tasting a pear yeah. and touching a newspaper. But he should. Why be... can't you just do that without looking like a fucking baby? Yeah. He should. He I'm should, sorry. He didn't do a great job. He should not be an answer. idiot. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. You you know they exist. You just shouldn't have that like same puzzled look. But mm-hmm. at the same time, this is like you know you're 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 breaking down certain acting choices. And I get that like you know maybe it's not the direction I would see it. Like, but at the same time, it's like they didn't see it that way. They didn't take it to that conclusion that these angels are that old or that they would just like know things because they hang out in libraries, whatever. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Hey, Sean, maybe, uh, if we take a look over there, where behind the scenes, (laughs) maybe we can get some answers to these questions of cosmology. That was like Um, throwing a car into reverse on the freeway. Spoiler alert. Nope. (laughs) I was was going to say, let me explain to you just why we can't. uh, Because for behind the scenes today, all I have, um, we we talked a a little about a couple of the things. Uh, That Goo 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 Dolls song was written for this movie. That's hilarious. Uh, Okay. That blew my mind. I would just like to hit you guys. Yeah. Wait, so that song and the Sarah McLaughlin song. Were both written for this fucking movie? Well, I don't know about the Sarah McLachlan song. Oh, I see. Okay. I don't know if that was an original for this movie, but Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls is uh, a soundtrack original. I I was just going to wait. Wait, but if the Sarah McLachlan song wasn't written for this movie, that is good because what the, the way that they use that song now literally fucking like shreds your heartstrings which yeah was not the fucking emotional feeling i had when i heard that song in this i look i just felt worried for the dog yeah continue sorry jeff uh it's all good yeah i just wanted to hit you guys with one quote uh from an interview with nick that i watched uh so we'll see if if this uh, can shed some insight onto the cosmology that this movie lays out we'll see if uh nick or uh, maybe the director Gave him some insight on this. Here we go. I mean, if I were able to play an angel in the purest sense, I would just be singing through the whole thing. You know, no matter what happened. Praising everybody, even in their pain. (laughs) And then we'd have no movie. What the 
is that? Nick! I would have loved to see that movie. What is that? Sometimes oh, I Nick. feel like he just kind of says stuff. Like... Just like whatever. No, I get it. Whatever, he just kind of comes to mind. I mean, if you're gonna keep it in brand, if you're gonna keep it in brand, keep yeah, keep him we'll guessing. Keep it every oh, time. Like whether you, you're what wearing. What does that mean? Wh- whether you're wearing melon-colored sunglasses with a, a lime green snake jacket. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to say. Killing it. Fucking nailing it, dude. Like thematically, you got it right. But I'm just saying, just. A little bit more. Just a little bit more. And by a little bit more, I mean sing through the entire fucking movie. I don't think I've ever heard Nick Cage hey, does sing. He? Yeah. I yeah. need to hear it. Sing through the whole thing. Quote, no matter what happened, praising everybody, even in their pain. Nick! What does it mean? <laughs> so I just I just Googled Nick Cage singing because I was curious. And the top, the top answer is, um, the top Google result is from consequenceofsound.net. I don't know that one. Um, <laughs> un- under film news, the headline is, Nick Cage won't stop singing Prince's Purple Rain at Los Angeles karaoke bars. Oh, and sounds like a problem you want. <laughs> am I right? And, and this is the second line that really, really gets me. And he's even angrier than he was the first time. Oh. Ah. Ah. I, I'm sorry. It's you could, you did up. it. You did it. You made it even better. Congrats. Go ahead and uh, <laughs> go ahead and drop that link into the Skype chat. Can I also just say, right um, there you go. Nick, we're doing this because we love you. And, and never stop. Heart emoji. Yeah, I. Which I mean, I, I would follow that with believing, as if we were playing karaoke. But no. Right. Never, never stop believing. No, I, I will never yeah. stop believing in you, Nick. Not in you. Because you, you, you caused the purple rain. Like, well, I mean, just because I'm sure, like, if you mix yeah. like enough blue water and like red, like blood. Um. You'll eventually get a purple. He is apparently. You need some green. He is I'm a sure self-described Prince superfan. Aren't we all? It's no secret that I've been and still am a huge fan of Prince. Um, I thought, like many of us, that he was a pure artist, which I agree with. Prince was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would and still do think about what what he would do. Like if I have a question about should I do this or should I do that? I often think about what his perception would be. Even though I didn't know him. Oh, that's joyous news. You know what? That's so good. I, I'm so I, I'm, I'm in love with this. That sounds like the most like I mean, angel speak I've heard in this entire episode. It was in it was at a karaoke bar in Koreatown too, which makes it even better. Oh my god, Jesus! Uh, is there any more behind the scenes stuff you guys want to touch on, or should we move to the recast and uh, get out of here? Yeah, let's fucking uh, let's fucking bury this one. Well, you guys got thoughts on this recast? So now we come to the hardest question of all, which is if you had to recast Nick Cage in this movie uh, and you could use any actor or actress from any time period or age or whatever, who would you pick and why? I have my answer. Hit me. John Travolta. Okay. Just to make it super confusing to everybody who watched (laughs) Michael like a year before this movie. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, we're just we're just running this one back. Only this time, instead of, uh, you know, being kind of vaguely a dick, that's the gimmick in that one. Right. <laughs> I think so. in, in this one, he's just he's just been bludgeoned in the head. I just want theaters full of people to be like, what, what happened to Michael? I thought this was Michael, too. That movie was fun. And this one isn't. <laughs> what about you guys? Uh, Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> OK. All right. Why? Yeah, gonna need you to expound on that one a little bit, bud. I mean, I mean, I agree, but but, <laughs> but why? But I don't know why I agree. Why wouldn't you? You've seen him in other Angel movies. I figured, why not in this one? He's got the experience. Exactly. Like when you see Christopher Lloyd go into like a like casting call for an mm-hmm. Angel. Especially a romantic lead. He doesn't even have to go to casting calls. They just give it to him. Exactly. They're like, this guy knows what he's doing. He's got it. (laughs) But chemistry tests. Who doesn't have chemistry with Christopher Lloyd? I'm just I'm just saying he was he was Uncle Fester. (laughs) Oh, that Christopher Lloyd. I I thought you guys were talking about Christopher Hamilton Lloyd, the British gardener and author. (laughs) According to Wikipedia, because you didn't know who we were talking about. Century, yes, and you googled because I really wanted, I wanted a like a a chubbier Christopher Lloyd, where he looks more like the guy from Pie in the Sky than he does. How did you even fucking get to that? Sorry, (laughs) I was just, I, I, I went to go to his Wikipedia page to pull up his filmography because I was the wrong one. No, no. No, that's not what happened. I was going to go to it to look at his filmography. My thought was, I want to look through here and see what kind of mood Sean is trying to evoke with this. But when I typed in his name in the drop down menu, one of the options was Christopher Lloyd. And then in parentheses, Gardner. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I'm going to read about this now. I mean, that's the decision I would probably make, too. Yeah, so this Christopher Lloyd is apparently the great uncle of Christopher Lloyd, parentheses, world history author. Uh, but as far as I can see, no relation to star of stage and screen Christopher Lloyd. So, yeah, okay. I'm so sorry, you guys. I don't no, know why you're I'm good. like this. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Christopher Lloyd is 47 in Back to the Future. Crazy. Really? Yeah. Uh, but, I mean... I- you know, so okay, if you don't want to go with the wacky, kind of goofy, baseball-themed, mm-hmm. uh, or sort of, should I say, baseball-themed angel. Um, yeah, we're going to have to put baseball in the movie if he's in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean <clears throat> just throw it in the background of a TV in a hospital room. It's fine. Easy yeah. peasy. Quick oh, fix. But if you get, if you got to nail it down and you really need, like, an angel that you know is, like, rugged and tough. Oh, my God. <laughs> how did I not see it? How did I? How do you're I gonna, miss this? Every you're gonna time? need a Kurt Russell. How do I? How do, I'm mad at. I'm not mad at Sean. I'm mad at myself. How do I not see it coming? Every time. Every time I'm like, I wonder who he's talking about. Because apparently a week is long enough for you it's, to forget. It's all I. Like, it's all I think about all week long, and then it comes time to record, and I forget. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. Huh. Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah, I actually think Kurt Russell would have been pretty great. <laughs> I think I'm legitimately this is every time you say it, it's always true. Like, I think that he would have brought a great charm to this movie 
that it, I think that angel character really needed. Um, okay, so let me paint you a picture. They shoot this movie in reverse. They they sh- <laughs> they shoot. Okay, no, they shoot. Okay, they partway through filming, they're gonna give him a short cropped haircut. You know, one you're not used to him having. And he's got a very measured, you know, he gives that childlike performance and that's how the movie begins. But then when he falls from heaven, we smash cut to him with those flowing locks that he's known for. And all of a sudden, the other angels whip out their submachine guns and they're after him. And then he has to escape their clutches to rescue Meg Ryan. Oh, I thought you were going to say the president. It's the sequel. It's the sequel to Escape from L.A., except it's Escape from Heaven. <laughs> Escape from L.A. too. No, uh, uh, he's an angel. Can I, somebody, can somebody can I just use a different God. Nick Cage movie's title? Trapped in Paradise. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you. <laughs> Jeff, what do you have? Uh, so my recast for this movie would be instead of Nicolas Cage... Uh, he's intertwined revolving wheels of eyes and it's an anime and I don't know, something cool happens. Meg Ryan can still be in it. Obviously she's a treasure. I mean, if anybody could sell me on that relationship. (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, um, what are those called? They're called the orphan, uh, ophanim. Yeah. Yeah. I just, there's, there's just. There's just cooler iterations of angels, and and I just I just want those. Yeah, if you've never yeah. actually like looked up what angels as described in the Bible look like, it's fucking it's out there, man. Yeah, uh, they, I believe they're described a few different ways in the Bible, but yes. if memory serves, this is the Book of Revelations descriptions. Yeah, right? there's a uh, this is in uh, Ezekiel, looks like. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I think that it, they are variously described as like looking like people with wings, but also as looking like um, two wheels that are on fire covered in eyes. Yeah. That are like intertwined. It's crazy shit. Or. Yeah. Or just like a blob of mouths with like six wings and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So fucking or, cool. Or he's got he's just like a guy with like a good jaw, strong brow and, you know, cool, cool trench. Uh, he's flowing name is silvery cool trench coat. <laughs> Well, I was just going to say cool trench coat, and his name is David Brinzan. Because <laughs> of Angel. It's yeah, Angel. It. I'm talking about it Jealous. <laughs> so I think we're pretty much done here. Um, do you guys, just real quick before we close out, would you guys recommend this movie? Sean? I would recommend it to people that, like, need to do, like, some sort of, like, college credit for, like, uh... Like, I don't know, you know, that that class where you like learn about morals, ethics. Sure. That one. Yeah. Or or if you were trying to do some if you had to do a report on like, oh, no, it'd be philosophy. No, this is not ethics. This is philosophy. And this is a waste of time. (laughs) Jeff, Uh, (laughs) I would not recommend this movie. And in fact, if anyone ever mentions it to me again, I'm just going to regurgitate the plot of Angels in the Outfield and be like, yeah, I love that movie. Yes, the one with the yeah. baseball and yeah. yeah, the the angel loves gardening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't recommend it either. I think that I think it's trying to be a romantic comedy and like a cool art house philosophy movie. And I think because of that, it just can't be good. Um, 
Yeah, and I think that Meg Ryan is trying her her goddamn heart out in this movie. <laughs> She's trying so hard, uh, and she almost does it, but uh, you can only do so much. Um, Andre Brower was good. So was Dennis Franz. We didn't talk about him very much, but he's pretty good in this. Yeah, no, he he was good. Yeah, uh, but I also would not recommend this movie. Go watch. Um, go watch uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's pretty good. Uh, I've got a different recommendation. Uh, okay. Go, go watch uh, something else from uh, this director's oeuvre. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cop Rock. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Can I just say? Um, I need you to I need you to tell me if you're being serious right now. Oh yeah, just one episode, but yeah. Okay. Which was it baby uh baby merchant? <laughs> oh my god, I wish, I hope, please say yes. Please say yes. Google this now, Jeff. Well, anyway, I think we're pretty much done here. Uh thank you for listening to All the World's a Cage. Join us next week when we are going to be watching what was it called? Inconceivable. Inconceivable. And remember, angels can't read. Well, okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't worry, this will be short. If you enjoy the podcast and want updates, check us out on Twitter. We're at Atwack Podcast. That's A-T-W-A-C podcast for All the World's a Cage. Also, review us on iTunes if you use that. Or recommend us to a friend. Well, ask if they like Nick Cage first, and then ask if they like podcasts, and then recommend us. Thanks again.